At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the Paddle and Fin Network. This is the final cast. I'm your host, Josh. And tonight, I have Mark Drury from Rogue Fishing Company with me. Mark, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing tonight? Good, man. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate Not you asking me to be on it. Not a problem. So, uh, Mark and I got connected because I was in search of a phone tether uh, recently. I don't know, probably a couple weeks ago. And I was right around Christmas time when everybody's online and shopping their faces off. And um, I was, I just happened to, I kind of went in just blind. I didn't know any company's names really. I'd heard of some stuff here and there, but couldn't really remember anything. So I just kind of looked up phone tether and Rogue was one of the first companies I opened up. I think yours actually was the first one I looked at and um, found a nice phone tether but I got sold on one of Mark's packages called the Essential Kit, and it came with five different products. No, four different products, I think. Yeah, four. Because you guys have the gun, the Gunslinger, or something like that. Some nickname. What's the one? What's that called? Uh, the different packages we have is the the Starter Kit, the Essentials Kit, which you got, yeah. and the um, uh, the Pro Pack. The um, Pro Pack. Yeah. Yeah. So I got sold on it because Mark happened to have something I had a need for, which was a drag assist leash, basically for uh, dragging your kayak through shallow water. And I have a system kind of already in place, but I needed a little bit extra length and this solved a problem. So I went ahead and bought the essential kit, which happened to have a tether that I needed for my new catchboard. <laughs> I needed the phone tether. Um, I I have a paddle leash, but it's... it's um. It's kind of a chintzy one. A friend of mine gave it to me. It's nothing wrong with it. He gave it to me a couple of years ago, and um, it's uh, it's kind of beat up a little bit from you know getting weathered and stuff. So, but anyways, we got I got the kit recently. Um, I was really impressed by the product itself. Um, Mark uses some really high quality uh, components with his tethers um, that sometimes you know you you might see lacking in other companies, but um, but We'll get into that a little bit later, a little bit of product description. Mark's going to go over some stuff with us. So 
Uh, first thing I wanted to ask you, Mark, what got you into kayak fishing or fishing in general? Because I did notice after I Facebook stalked you a little bit that you are a <laughs> kayak fisherman also. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, I, I, I fished my whole life. Uh, I'm originally from um, Central Florida, and we had a, um, uh, a pond in our backyard that every day after school I'd go down. Me and me and three or four of the neighborhood boys every day would go go fishing yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's been something I've done, uh, as long as I can remember. Um, uh, as far as kayak fishing, I've been, um, I've been kayak fishing for probably, uh, about three years now. Um, it started, um, uh, when I was, uh, in a previous life, I was in the music business, um, and, uh, ended up, we were, my wife and I made the decision for me to actually, um, step away from, from working and stay at home with our kids. Um, we, we had some, some needs that weren't being met with their current situation. And, and so we decided for me to, to step away from the workforce and, and, um, and stay at home with them. And, uh, that was great, but I got bored <laughs> and I needed a hobby and, and, uh, I was still fishing and I was going down to ponds and, and that was fun but you figure out ponds pretty quickly. Um, and so right. I wanted more of a challenge. I wanted bigger waters. I wanted, um, I wanted more adventure. Um, and, uh, had a, had another buddy who, um, who was getting into kayak fishing about the same time. And so I started, uh, I started looking into that and, and was like, man, this is, a, this is a really cool thing that I want to, I want to try out. So right. that's how I got into it. Very cool. Very cool, man. Uh, what kayak are you currently paddling? I've got a, uh, it's a, it's, I think it's the first year they, they sold them. Uh, it's a 2017, uh, native Titan, uh, 13, five, 13, um, pedal it's, drive. It's pedal drive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh goodness. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to paddle that yeah. thing <laughs> I think it's a beast. for too long. Yeah. It, it's, it's a beast, but do they even make that as a paddle boat or is that their pedal drive um, when it's called? It is their pedal drive. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's not terrible. I've had other kayaks, uh, before this that were actually tougher to paddle than this barge of a boat. <laughs> yeah. So very cool, man. So how do you like it so far? Oh man, I love it. I've had, I've had this boat for going on two years now, just, I think two years into this month. And, um, it's it's been it's been awesome i i just i'm a i'm a big guy and i wanted a solid platform um that i could stand on and fish and the boats i had before made those claims and i just didn't i didn't feel comfortable uh standing in those boats um and this thing i got out in the first five minutes i'm having a dance party on the you know on the deck <laughs> and it was just it was just, it's an awesome boat, man. And, and I'm, it's right over here, which is what I'm, what I'm looking to the side for. So, um, it, it's, it's been, like you're talking to her. Like, I'm, I am. I'm <laughs> letting you know what you mean to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been a great platform and, and, and I don't have any, um, any plans to change it anytime soon. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. So, uh, We'll get into a little bit of business then. Yeah. So let us go ahead and tell us about how you came up with the idea to start rogue fishing. Yeah. So, and if you uh, want to kind of elaborate what you guys specialize in, I mean, we kind of got the gist it's tether company, but you know, you, whatever you want to describe it as. Yeah. Feel so, free. so sort of the long form tagline that, that we use is, um, 
we provide kayakers with the tools they need to remove chaos and frustration so that they can thrive on the water. And so that's really what at the core is uh, fundamental to what Rogue is about is, is making your time as an angler easier uh, and more enjoyable and removing that worry and that frustration um, so that you can focus on what you want to focus on, um, which is catching fish and, and, and adventure, you know, because um, at the core of it, we all want to catch fish, but we're out there for the adventure, you know. Right. So um, that's kind of that's that's who we are and what we do. And 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 we started we started out with uh, leashes, and then we added the the drag strap that you were mentioning, um, uh, which I'll talk about about a little bit later. But was uh, was you know they say uh, necessity is the mother of invention, um, yeah. and that that was the case with with the drag strap. Um, but uh, we started Rogue. I was um, staying at home. Um, I had some some folks that I had I'd worked with at the artist management company that I was at prior to um, to stepping away from that. I had some of them over for a cookout um, about a year after I had uh, left the company and was showing um, was showing some of the guys, hey man, I, you know you know look at these leashes that I've made and. And one of them happened to be, uh, he was a graphic designer, motion graphics. He does photography, videography. Uh, he does all that for the, for the management company. He said, like, man, you need to start a business, you know, selling these things. Ah, man, I don't know. You know, I just, uh, the business is a lot of work. I've, you know, I've had recording studios in the past and ah, that's, you know, almost like a, uh, I'm too old for this, you know, <laughs> but, um, he's like, no, man, like, this is like really good. And so we started just talking more and more. And, and I saw the skill set that, that he had, um, is not one that I had. And I said, man, I said, I'll, I'll do this, but I want you by my side in this. And so he's, he's a business partner with me. Um, his name's Jeremy. Um, he's, and he's one of my best friends, um, which is great to be able to <laughs> enjoy the person that is your business partner as well. Um, but, uh, we, that was in, in about July of, let's see, we're in 2020, 2019, we launched. So July, uh, of, of 2018. Um, and so we started just really honing in on, uh, branding on what our marketing approach would be, what, uh, all the fine details of our products, um, just getting everything dialed in. And we actually had, had thought, um, I haven't really told many people this, but we had thought about launching the, um, uh, before the holidays of 29 of 2018. Um, yeah. so we were going to try to turn around quick. And then I found out, um, part of the reason for the drag strap, I found out that I needed back surgery. And I said, guys, I, I said, Jeremy, well, there's no way we can, we can do, do this, this quickly now. Um, let's, let's launch, let's shoot for a January one launch. And it was still tight with, with surgery and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, um, we decided to launch January one of 2019. So we're just a little over a year old now. Um, and, uh, it's been, uh, uh it's been pretty overwhelming and, and in a good sense of the word, uh, with the growth that we've seen in, in just a year, I mean, a year is a long time, but you know, in the big scheme of things, it's, yeah. It's been it's been humbling to see the reaction uh, to to the work that we started, you know, 18 months ago now. Um, and it's just um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So 
Heck yeah, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I glanced through the website when I made my purchase and got the essentials kit. You guys, I think essentials kit pretty much includes everything except for one, one of your product lines. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's give everybody kind of an idea what you currently have for rogue fishing. And, you know, if you want to go into any details about like, you know, what, <clears throat> what the links are, that sort of thing, kind of give sure. people an idea. Cause, cause I do know, like when you do when you look for something like this, the webs web sites, you know, when you're actually shopping, kind of don't give your products justice in regards to what the sizes are. Cause you are just looking at photos. And especially if you have photos, that's just the product itself behind like a white background. Right. You know what I mean? So sure. that's, that was one thing I've noticed when I was trying to shop for it. I'm like, you know, you just kind of don't get the idea of how big one of these leashes are. Sure. You know, which you yep. guys do a very good job, though, of describing what I noticed, you know, you tell what the length is and what it stretches out to be. So yep. Yep. why don't you go ahead and let us know what your product line is? Sure. So so the, the <laughs> core products that we launched with uh, January 1st of last year were um, uh, what we call the Guardian Series Utility Leashes. Um, there's two different sizes. There's the Guardian 55 and then there's the Guardian 115. The essentials kit that you got comes with one of each, uh, one of yeah. each size. Um, that basically the the 55 is is a five and a half inch leash. Um, that's when it's tightened, coiled up. It's five and a half inches, and the 115 is 11 and a half inches. So mm -hmm. kind of think like with your kayaks, you have the the 127 and or the you know the, whatever the the numbers of 13.5 for the Titans. Yeah, it, it's the same idea, same principle. Um, those leashes, they stretch to over five times their length. Um, so you can get, uh, I believe it's over 30 inches on the, on the five inch leash. Um, uh, so that's six times on that one. Um, and then I think it's 50 some inches for the, for the 115. Um, the other products that we have that we launched with were the, uh, was a rod and a paddle leash. It's called the Defender Rod and Paddle Leash. Um, we wanted to make you know, make, instead of having a rod leash and a paddle leash in this, you know, specific uses, we wanted to have multi-purposes to them. Um, a, to, to, to simplify it for, for you, the customer. Yep. Yeah. There you go. This um, is the paddle, paddle leash, rod leash. Yep. So I have a quick question for you then. Sure. Is this cinched down around the paddle like that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. So yeah, when the paddle's broken down, you just put it right through the the shock cord, and then you cinch down the um, uh, you cinch it down, and you're you're off to the races. And then you can you can leave it on there with with that quick uh, disconnect. Yeah, that's a really want. great idea, by the way. Um, yeah, so that was um, that was one of the the products we launched with, and that that coil is actually the same length as uh, the 115. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a thicker uh, diameter. Uh, coil so it'll stretch way further than the than the guardian 115 um but uh and that's our rust color that that you're rocking there um yeah. we have we have five different colors um we have a yellow it's sort of a, a bright yellow kind of a high vis yellow uh, a red that's actually almost more of a burnt orange um color we have the rust that you have we have a green which is uh um, it's a, like, it's a darker green than this. It's a, it's a moss green almost. And then a, um, 
uh, a black, just a, all like kind of a blacked out um, that we call rogue black because it sounds, <laughs> you know, but that's that sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a cool a company or name. So I um, yeah, appreciate it. Um, so, so we started with those and then we also started with the, with the drag strap. Um, and that, uh, like I said, was, uh, was created because as I mentioned earlier, I had uh, back surgery last uh, like two Decembers ago. Um, and I had been struggling with back pain um, prior to that. And I've got a heavy boat. Um, you know, it's, 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 I think it's 185 pounds without gear on it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's a heavy boat. And I just, I thought, man, there's got to be an easier way. And I had a stand up assist strap from a, a previous kayak. And I thought, man, I'm going to throw that on the front handle and see how that does. And it was great, but it just wasn't very comfortable because it was just too, uh, two loop-ins sewn together and it kind of dug into your hand when you're pulling it. I yeah. thought, man, there's, I've got an idea, you know, it's lightning struck. And, and, um, so I, I created that and I tested it out for several months just to test, you know, if, if it were to break, it's going to break on my kayak, you know, because it's so big. Um, <laughs> here's, here's what Mark's talking about for everybody on YouTube. So you got a sewn loop in here, but what's nice is you've got, um, a nice handle, and it's comfortable too. Yep. I mean, that's saying comfortable sitting here at a desk in front yeah. of a computer. <laughs> so when they, uh, when you're trying to drag a kayak, it might be different. But, you know, overall, it, it has contour, which I think is kind of key to keeping that comfort. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to try this thing out, man. Yeah, because I'm a big it's, it's I'm good. a big river guy, so um, I tend to get into rivers a lot, and I'll either a wade upstream and float back down or, you know, vice versa. So, yep. And, and, and I think it's not that you will necessarily say, man, that was really comfortable to drag. It's more of, you won't think about dragging it, right. you know, like, it's, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's a lot easier. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> and so when, when, when I, when we came up with that idea and I was testing it and all of a sudden now we're thinking about a, a business, it was just like, okay, we got a good core product line to launch with. Um, and so that's what we launched with in January of, of 2019. And, and, um, uh, shortly after that, we, we launched a, a fishing team, a road fishing team. Um, and one of our guys was like, man, have you thought about a, a phone tether? Um, he said, I've, I've literally lost seven phones to writ to rivers that I fish. Yeah. Um, um, and I was like, man, you know what? One of, one of my other buddies, he was, he was, he was also on the fishing team threw out that idea a couple months ago and I was, yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea. You know, and but yeah. now that, now that multiple people and, and more and more people kept coming to me saying, man, there's, there's a real problem here that there could be a solution to. I, I started, it took me, it took me a long time to figure out the, the, um, protector phone tether, um, is the name of it. And, I wanted something that was uh, universal. Um, you know, a lot of other ones are 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 great, um, great solutions. Um, there's some that you put a little like tab in between your phone and your case. Mm -hmm. um, I, that works for me. I didn't want to spend like that's the last thing I'm going to think about before I get on the water. I didn't want to spend two minutes getting an OtterBox case off of my phone to put a tab yeah. through, to put it on. And then I'm exhausted after being, you know, in the, on the water for eight or 10 hours in July, 
it's the last thing I want to have to think about is to take it off. And so I, there's got to be a universal solution that could fit your phone, my phone, her phone, his phone, um, whether you have a, a center mounted camera um, or a side mounted like an iPhone. And uh, it took me it took me a while to find the, the right answer. But um, uh, we came out with the protector phone tether in June and it's been uh, it's been a, a big hit for us um, since we launched. So is it, is it your top product now? It is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it followed by the drag strap and, and yes. there are two most unique products. Um, and then um, uh, the other product that we have, we launched uh, in October of this year. Um, it is a um, uh, it's called the Ranger gun leash and it's yeah. it's stepping away from um, from fishing um, and kind of hitting uh, duck hunters as that's becoming more and more popular from kayaks. Um, right. again, there's another real need that your number one tool on the water is vulnerable. Um, and so it, it has a, it has a Molly strap that you can connect right to your, uh, to the sling of your gun, um, to the sling strap of your gun and, um, it stays on your kayak at all times. So, um, yeah. Heck yeah, man. Uh, I, um, I was sold on your phone tether because of the exact thing you were talking about. You know, a lot of the companies that were kind of out there that I know and a lot of my friends have used them mm -hmm. is that style of that card thing you put in, in it and then you know you close your case well to me though I was like I have a life proof case and yeah. I mean that thing seals yeah. like around and it's hard to get on and off like yeah. it's not the I have to get like a coin to turn inside of a groove to pop that thing yeah. loose yeah. And um, so I had seen Rogue's um, phone tether somewhere on Facebook. Somebody had talked about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's what I'm looking for. That's exactly what I need. I don't want to mess with the case. It's waterproof. But I'm, I wasn't ever really worried about damaging my phone. Um, I did that last year. Um, but it's because of my life proof case, the little bottom battery cover where you, you know, you plug in two that had broken off so when i dropped my phone in the water i dropped it in like three inches of water but it Jeez. fried it fried that uh battery so <laughs> and the guy was like dude it'll cost just as much to fix it than just buy a new one you're up you know had an upgrade anyway so Goodness. but um yeah man i uh really dig uh this style so um i know <laughs> i don't know if you heard the story but our uh og uh, Brian Schiller, uh, he lost his phone at a major tournament and he had had actually a phone tether system with him, but he was uh, a little on the lazy side that day. We yeah. love you, Brian, by yeah. the way. So <laughs> I know you're going to get upset that I'm bringing this stupid story uh, back up again. I feel for you, Brian. I haven't yeah. met you, but I feel for you, man. <laughs> but it was kind of funny what Brian did afterwards. That was kind of the point of what I brought up. Brian put a card, like almost like an old credit card or something, and tied um if i remember correctly like really high strength braid to it and looped it and then strapped something similar to this to it and um it was funny because it took off there's a lot of our our buddies and stuff that started doing that so everybody's carrying around these phones with this little like two inch piece of braid hanging out of it hey you know it works and that and that style um that the other companies make it works really well they're they're yeah. great it's just it's a it's a time thing you know every yeah. Every second when you're in a tournament matters, and and yeah. 
you want to get on the water as soon as you can. And so I just, I, I wanted to, to create something that was a little bit different, just a different for market differentiating, you know, to right. differentiate our, us from, from the other things that are on the market. And, um, and I, it's been, it's been a big success for us and, and, um, and yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been really good. Cool. Cool. So let's talk about the actual leashes themselves. Mm -hmm. So I asked you, I was assuming that you guys did not make the actual cord part, but um, you did correct me on that. So you want to go through like the process of what it takes to make your actual leash? Sure, sure. So there's there's a couple of different uh, of us leash companies out there on the market right now. And, and the process is... is is the same. The general process is the same. Uh, you'll see there's some difference in, in fit and finish between some of them. And it's, it's a lot of it could be preference. Um, but the, the general process is, uh, the outside I'm going to reach through here and grab one, um, is the outside that's our yellow is a, um, here hanging down, um, is a paracord sheath on the outside. Um, on the inside of that is a, uh, a monofilament uh, core, uh, which is a fancy way of saying trimmer line. <laughs> um, it's, it's basically weed eater line that's on the inside. Um, and so, so we have, uh, we've devised a system to where we create a uniform tether that looks the same time after time. And I've got molds over there. Uh, but basically what you do uh, is there's, there's a, uh, a bit of a labor intensive process, at least when we've been starting out, uh, where you have to, you cut the paracord to length, you cut the trimmer line to length, you gut the, the paracord of the seven strands that are inside of it. And then you, you have to manually kind of put the, the weed eater line through. We're actually working on a, a, a proprietary process right now, uh, to eliminate that step, um, that, uh, will allow us to, um, to hit more and larger retailers. Um, so uh, that's, that's a, our, one of our number one priorities in 2020 is to, um, is to focus on whole, on the retail wholesale side of the business. And, right. and that process that's, that we're, we're creating is, is going to allow us to do that with much more ease um, uh, than before. Um, but you basically just weed it, you, you feed it the weed eater line through um, the paracord and then you wrap the the paracord. Uh, I'm sorry, you wrap the whole thing around a, a dowel rod. Um, you can pick your different sizes. If you look at your uh, Guardian 55 leash versus your uh, Defender paddle leash, yeah, those are different size dowel rods that you wrap it around, and you wrap it around to a certain length. Um, and then what you you do from there, and there's there's YouTube videos that show you the process. So nothing about this is like me divulging all the secrets you know like <laughs> yeah. we we all got this process from youtube um, <laughs> um but uh you then boil it around the dowel rod for 15 minutes give or take some guys say 10 um we do ours for 15 minutes and what that does is that loosens up the line memory of the trimmer line um and then uh after it's boiled for 15 minutes you throw it in the freezer for 15 minutes and that locks in the, the new memory of the line. So literally this is, you know, uh, I forget how many feet exactly, but this is, uh, probably eight or nine feet of, of line all wrapped into five and a half inches. 
uh, maybe not eight or nine feet. It might, that might, that might not be right, but, um, uh, it's, it, I mean, good luck breaking it, you know, because yeah. it's, it is 0.095 is what we use trimmer line. Um, and then we, we really wanted to focus. I, I'm very much a detail person. We really wanted to focus on the fit and finish of all of our products. And, and we use high quality, uh, components inside of there, uh, as well as high quality, um, even heat shrink tube, um, so, um, that's, that's sort of the general process. Um, what we wanted to do was say, Hey, yeah, there, there are DIY guys who are going to go and do it themselves all day long. Um, and that's, that's great. That works well for them. Um, we wanted to create these and make them at a price point where, uh, I literally had a conversation with a local guy here just, uh, last week, um, where he, he was like, man, I've made them before, but at your price point why would I take the Saturday to go and make leashes? Right. Um, you know, whenever I'm, I'm, we're busting them out at 50 or a hundred at a time here, we can, we can do it and put it at a price point that makes it affordable and make it work for everybody. Right. Um, so it's not a proprietary process, um, uh, to actually make them. Um, but we did want to, to separate ourselves from, uh, from, what you might be able to do at, at home and then also from some competition with fit and finish and the, the very fine details of, of our products. Um, and then adding things like that quick, uh, detached strap on the defender, um, you know, is a, uh, is a, uh, is a touch that a DIYer wouldn't necessarily have, um, as well as the, the, um, the phone case, you know, unless you went and yeah. spent $15 on one on Amazon and then spend a Saturday making a case, or you could buy one dollars <laughs> for less, you know? So, yeah. um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the, the general, general process. And it changes obviously, uh, between each product there's, there's different types of finishing that goes to it, but yeah. yeah. So are you making these to order or do you like, are you making them ahead of time and you have a stockpile? I make them ahead of time as much as I can. Um, we, we had a, uh, insanely busy December. Um, I, I, I underestimated how, how awesome December would be. And so there were, there were literally times if some of you guys that are watching this ordered it in, uh, towards the middle of December on, uh, even, even to right now, I'm, I'm out of certain colors, green and black are two probably most popular colors. Um, but they, um, uh, there, there are times when, I was selling ones that I didn't have and it's like, Oh shoot, I need to go out and make one, you know? And so I'd go out and make one. And then later that afternoon or evening, I'd, I'd make 20 of them. And then a couple of days later, Oh shoot, you know, like that color is out again. So, uh, but that's the stuff I, I thrive on, you know, owning a small business, a, a new small business is, is that hustle is just, that's just in me. And I, I, I live for moments like that. And, um, and that's what you get when, when you have a business that's growing. So, um, it's, it's been, we try to stockpile as much as we can. Um, uh, all of our retail orders that we make, um, and we're upfront with our retailers as we, as we, uh, get dealer agreements and everything in place, all of our, our retail, uh, orders, wholesale orders, we actually do make those to order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if a company orders, 10 of this color, 10 of that color, 10 of that color. We're out, we're out making 10 of this color, 10 of that color, 10 of that color. Um, mm-hmm. 
but for everybody who's buying through through the website, we're we try to try to pile it up as much as we can so that we can get it out as quick as we can. Um, right. We generally, and we don't we have, I probably should, but we haven't really even advertised this, but most orders that get in by one uh, ship same day. Um, yeah. And the only, the only reason why we say one is that's when the post lady comes, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. so that's, that's really where we, um, uh, what we strive to do is to get, product out to you as quick as possible. And we've gotten a lot of good feedback of, I had a guy in December say, man, I ordered the phone tether for my wife and I thought there's no way it's going to be here in time for Christmas. And it showed up the Friday before Christmas, you know, and Christmas was yeah. on a Wednesday, you know? And so, um, uh, we, we, we really want the customer experience with rogue to be, uh, an enjoyable one. Um, there are little things that, that I try to do at, when you're buying from a, a company, and I'm sure you can understand this, when you bought the essentials kit, you're you're buying from a business that maybe you've had some interaction with on social media, maybe not, maybe it was Googling and finding the phone tether. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a very cold transaction um, when you're just putting in your credit card information and hitting, you know, confirm payment or whatever it is, and then you get an email. So I, I, I wanted to try to, personalize it as much make the user experiences as, as enjoyable as possible with even a nine dollar leash you know we're, yeah. we on a nine dollar leash you can't have the uh the apple effect you know when you open up your apple phone there's that suction on the case you know when you open mm -hmm. it and you can't do that with a ten dollar leash right <laughs> but um I, I wanted to to personalize it somehow as much as possible and so uh we hand write a letter uh in every order um there it is. Yep. Um, thanks so much. And yep. I saw, I saw this. You know, somebody else post about this. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. And there, there were times where, where I, man, I, I felt like I had carpal tunnel. <laughs> I mean, we, we had a, we had a stack of orders, and it was just like, man, I could not write one, but it's that important to me. Um, yeah do it and so I, I hand write or Jeremy my business partner um, will hand write um, uh, 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 a letter from us just saying thank you because we literally cannot this thing doesn't grow like it is without people like Josh you know placing orders and yeah. and, it, and 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 that handwritten note was placed before we had a podcast scheduled, you know, right. so it's not like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to be on this podcast. So let me, Oh yeah. You know, I so. mean, I ran across I, on Facebook and then I think, um, I think it might've been on your website. It's kind of, I think somebody had put like a comment in one of like one of your leashes that, you know, is exactly what they're looking for. And the fact that you hand wrote, you know, thank you for the order on the receipt you know, kind of really showed like what kind of company you really have, man. And, you know, that's, that's something that's truly impressive. That's I think missing nowadays, you know, is like people who didn't like really truly do care, care about their customers. It isn't just about the bottom line, you know, like 
And that's it's something to stay, say about your character, you know, that you take the time to do that. Even during December, man, you you know, you were talking about having carpal tunnel. That's that's insane. You know, it's everybody's like, come on, Mark, you know, make a leash. You're like, no, dude, yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a lot of signatures, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I appreciate you saying that. It's it's it really is something from back in July, like genuinely from from the beginning of the business, uh, from the beginning ideas of the business uh, that Jeremy and I were talking about is we just agreed that we wanted the ethos of the business to be about treating people how you would want to be treated, do under, you know, and it's like, I, I, I genuinely want to interact with, with our customers um, uh, so that they feel the way that I would want to feel would like to be feel again, like you're saying, unfortunately there's, you don't, you don't get that with every business and, and there may come a day where something has to change a little bit for us. If we continue on the growth pattern that we're on. Um, but there, there will always be, I always want people to say, um, man, that, that rogue, that's a, that's a good company. There's a saying people, people remember how you make them feel, not what you say. Right. And so that's that's something that I've really um, uh, wanted the company to to live and die by is is how we how we treat others. Um, If there's a warranty issue, I'm putting down making leashes and I'm getting that warranty out the door before I get other leashes made, because that's that's priority. So um, luckily, we haven't had many warranty issues, (laughs) but uh, if something ever popped up, you know, that that takes precedent over um over anything because you've put your hard-earned money into our product and we want to take care of you so yeah you know and you you have a good product but you did something that i really thought was smart um was with these like little kits these package type deals that you got going on Mm -hmm. you know when i when i looked at that and i was kind of like man that's saving some some good cash like overall like everything that i got i got basically one of everything except for the gun leash right and i was like 55 bucks man i got a phone tether a catch tether uh a drag assist um another 115 tether or no i'm sorry that's that's the one but um the paddle the paddle uh-huh. yep. leash and then the uh 55 and and the 55 and the phone tether are the same size right uh, the phone no, tether, the phone tether shorter. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the smallest leash. Um, it's only, I, I don't, we never actually measured the actual length of that leash. We just made it to where it was made the most functional sense on a PFD or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got you here. Yeah. It's definitely shorter. Yeah. I mean, actually overall length of it, the phone yeah. tether is longer, but yep. the actual coil itself is a lot shorter. So, yep. But, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it like to kind of package that stuff like that and, you know, people are saving some money instead of having to buy it all individually really kind of makes a good impression on me as well, because, you know, you could easily just sell that stuff all individually and, um, you know, the fact that you kind of package this stuff together and it's stuff that to be honest with you, you, it was smart because you have. You have if somebody's coming to you for with a phone tether and they're kind of probably seriously into this kayak fishing thing, that they probably have a catch board or something else that needs sure. to be tethered. So yep. you kind of got, like you said, you've got 
a lot of needs covered. You, you did for me, man, because I was like, I, I need to catch. I was like, I'll three out of these five products I need right now. And so, and so spend a little extra, but you're getting a percentage off. And yeah. you also, during Christmas time, you probably got free shipping with that too. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's, yeah, that's something we, we launched. Uh, I believe we launched on Black Friday. Um, yeah. So that, that was a new um thing doing the the kits um doing the bundles like that and and they were wildly successful and and we're going to continue to to carry those on at least for the foreseeable future um uh at least into season but yeah it's it's a great way to to stock up on what you need and and um and get all your gear covered and and saved so yeah yeah so what what was your guys' key to getting the word spread about your, uh, for these leashes? Like how were you guys marketing? Were you utilizing social media? Yeah. Um, great question. So, um, we, we launched, like I said, in January, January and, and, and February were both pretty slow months and to be expected. Um, it's, uh, I, I told, uh, I told everybody that as, as we were launching this, that man, we're launching this at the, like the worst time possible to launch a business. We're launching in January when when it's not fishing season. Yeah. Um, and we're launching it in January when people don't have money from December. <laughs> you know, so it's like it just was like a double whammy um, where people are a lot of people are licking their wounds from from Christmas shopping. Um, and so um, so the first couple of months were slow and they were expected to be slow. Um, it was more of getting our products in the hands of people. We knew we had a, a great product, and if people could touch it and feel it, they would they would share it. You know, um, yeah. especially with the fishing community uh, as a whole, especially kayak fishing. But uh, people talk. You know, um, for good or bad, people talk. And yeah. we knew that if we could get our our hands into the, our, sorry, our product into the hands of people, that that it would. Uh, it would start to catch on, and we're we're lucky to be in, um, to be in uh, a solid fishing market here in Middle Tennessee. We're in just we're just south of Nashville. Uh, it's a really good fishing market. Um, we're it's not a it's not a Texas, California, or Florida, but it's kind of next. Almost it's kind of like football. Like we have really good football. It's not Texas, Florida, or <laughs> California, but it's the next. You know, <laughs> um, so. Um, um, so yeah, we, we are currently, uh, a lot of our growth that we're seeing is from, uh, sort of, I would say two main things. The first would be social ads. Um, we're running, uh, at any time we have one to five, one to really nine ads going at a time. Um, and, and that's really just helped spread the word and, um, you know, some of those ads, they, they start to get hundreds of likes and then even more, and then, you know, a hundred comments and that's all social proof that whenever that ad pops up on somebody else's screen, as you're scrolling through Facebook, Oh, look, this thing has a bunch of likes and a bunch of comments. Let me read through the comments. This is a product I'm interested in. Um, and, and it's social proof. It just, it, at that point, it, it starts to kind of sell itself, you know, if yeah. you will. Um, so we have social ads, which is a, which is a big, uh, component to what we're doing. Um, that's going to probably change a little bit this year. Uh, we're, we're thinking with, uh, with the election, um, uh, what a lot of people may not realize is there is, um, 
there's limited landscape in the uh, ad space for for Facebook. That's why they started putting ads in their marketplace, in their stories, is they have more ads than they have real estate to sell it to. Mm-hmm. And um, the, la- you know, the last two presidential elections have been won on social media. That's, yeah. you know, that's what they say. Um, and, and so that we don't know what that's going to do to, to, to ad pricing. Um, so we have some, some strategies that we're going to uh, implement here pretty quickly, uh, into other social, um, uh, platforms outside of Facebook and Instagram, um, so that we're not getting eaten up alive from these multi-million dollar budgets of, of, right. of, you know, uh, election campaigns. Um, so that's been a, a big strategy also from from the onset uh, was an influencer strategy. Uh, that was that was big for us early on. Hey, can we can we get influencers on? Um, what does an influencer mean? Is it somebody that has 2000 followers or somebody that has 300,000 followers? Um, mm-hmm. The answer when you're a new company is yes. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. What, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, who who has who has any sort of influence that that might be able to help spread the the brand and brand awareness, and so we um, so we started targeting uh, influencers early on, and we got ninety five percent no's. You know, because we're a new company and they don't know who we are, they don't know our products, they don't know um, uh, anything about us. And I told that that was almost to be expected. Um, we weren't too deterred from that. We just we're going to keep on our our um, uh, on our game plan of consistent um, content through our social channels, quality content through our social channels, both visually and the copy, the written copy of the of the um, of the post. And we're just going to kind of keep on our path. And then um, about about a month or two after we release the um, the phone tether. Um, it was about a month after uh, Chad Hoover released a video of him dropping his phone in the water. It was just is a quick little like 15 second clip of him pulling it out of his PFD, fumbling it, and it goes in the water. And you can just see he was out sh- uh, shooting with Gene Jensen, Fluke Master yeah. that day, and and you could just see him. He looked over and he said, "It's gone" or something, you know, something like that. And and Chad lives about 45 minutes from from us. Um, I way before Rogue was even a twinkle in my eye, um, I had been to, to Chad's house. He supports our local uh, chapter here, our local um, uh, club, and had us all over for a cookout. Yeah. Uh, and I met him there, and super nice guy. And again, Rogue wasn't even thought of at that point. I never wanted to, whenever we were launching this, I never wanted to go to Chad and say, hey, Chad, hey, look what I, you know, look what I've done. We live in the same area, you know, yeah. I, you get that every day when you're in the music business and and i know the turnoff that that is for for artists for engineers for for artist managers um mm-hmm. and and for somebody like chad who's who's that public figure like an artist is i knew that it would be it would be a turnoff and and it would be noise you know yeah and and we have so many mutual friends if something was going to happen i wanted it to happen organically um right. and so he posted that video. One of our mutual friends um, uh, shared the video on Facebook, tagged Chad, tagged Rogue, and my personal page, and said, "Man, hey Chad, you needed one of these Rogue uh, uh, Spectre phone tethers uh, that Mark Dury makes, you know, or something like that." And 
And I just got on and said, Chad, man, that stings. Hate you. Hate you lost your phone. Hey, shoot us a message. We'll get you squared away so that doesn't happen again. You know, yeah. and um, talked with Chad a little bit, and and that was back in in late late July uh, of last year, and. Uh, he immediately, when, whenever we sent him some, we sent him some product just to get his hands on to, you know, get his feedback on and see what he thought. He did an unboxing video, um, which is a, you know, a cool thing to do these days. And, yeah. um, and so Chad, Chad's been a great influencer for us. Uh, he just last month released another video showing, excuse me, um, uh, showing how he uses the phone tether and, it's a part of one of his other videos um, that's also going to uh, be one of his TV shows in this next season. Um, but he's he's been very kind to us and 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 hasn't asked for one cent from us. I mean, it's it's all because of the merit of the product. Um, yeah. And so uh, we have a lot more integrations coming up with him. And of course, you know, naturally that uh, opens up doors to other influencers. Then you know, and so that yeah. was that was a big strategy for us was to, was, was the, was the influencer marketing and, and um, not influencer marketing in that, Hey, if you go buy this, use code um, whatever 15 to get 15%. Like we see enough of that. People are, people are, are flooded with that and are almost, I think will turn off whatever the message is whenever they see that, because, okay, Mm -hmm. this guy's getting a kickback. Like it was, uh, it was a very clean exchange that we would we would make with the influencers and and very clean boundaries. But that that's that's been another good one for us has been that. And then uh, again, social marketing um, have been the primary two um, lanes that have have helped to get the word out about Rogue and 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 um, um, there's there's different lanes that we want to explore um, uh, through Google AdWords, uh, Google Ads, and all that. But that's all in due time. You know, um, you grow too fast, you can kill your business. And so we're 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 kind of like we're at the point where okay, we've been putting on the throttle. Do we need to let off now? Like we're at that kind of tipping yeah. point um, for us to 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 where it's 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 going to start shooting through. It's it's started to shoot through. Um, so and that's been. That's been in thanks to to marketing influencers, but I mean more than that, it's it's customers talking. I mean it's yeah. it's the experience that they've had with with a business. That's with any business, you know. So yeah. that's where that's where I get a lot of my ideas from is just kind of paying attention and stumbling across it a lot of times. Just somebody mm-hmm. talking about it. That's how I came across uh, your guys's product, and I I the, I had seen it originally and it. I don't know if it was with Chad's video or not, but it'd been a while. And I was like, what was the name of that company that made the, the rubber piece that stretched around your phone? I couldn't think of it. Couldn't think of it. I was like, oh, well, phone tether, you know, Google search and boom. I was like, oh yeah, it was rogue fishing. (laughs) And uh, so, but you know, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, as long as you're making a, a good product and, you know, you stand behind your product and you, you know, you have the character that you do, man, you know, the world's yours, you know, you yeah. guys are going to keep, you should keep just going up, you know, and what's fortunate too, is you kind of, I mean, your product, you make a product that's long lasting, but it's not forever lasting. So there's always going to probably be a need for this. And, 
you know, I think, uh, have you guys thought about, uh, getting out to the, the expos, like the national championship expo or yep. Yep. any like ICAST or anything like that? We will, we will be at, at, uh, the national championship expo for sure. Um, uh, I was just talking with Chad last week about, about that and with Christy. Um, but, uh, ICAST, ICAST is, we would love to do that. Um, uh, and that's, that's on our very short list of ones, you know, a lot of the local, the more regional expos are going on the end of this month. Mm-hmm. We're, we're currently finishing the design on our booth stuff right now. So there's no way we're going to make it at the end of the month. Um, yeah. but, uh, national championship ICAST is on the short list. Um, uh, that comes with a, with a heavy price tag, yeah. uh, heavier than most. Um, so that's, we're just trying to weigh the, the opportunity cost of what that costs versus the return, um, uh, the paddle sport retailers, uh, where is that in the Kansas or Oklahoma? I think, yeah. um, maybe new copia. You heard of that? I have not. No. Yeah. Check that out too. I will. I will. Um, but yeah, we're, that's, that's the next step for us, um, is, is to start to do that because that'll get us in, into, in front of just more people, you know, and in front of, uh, more retailers, like I said, retailing is a, is a big priority for us this year. So, um, yeah, uh, but we'll definitely be at the national championship in some way, shape or form. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, yeah, let me give you some information real quick. Yeah, so man. world's largest paddling expo. Wow. And, and somebody told it. me about this. It's March, <laughs> March 13th through the 15th, 2020. Okay. Um, so yeah, dude, check out the website for it. Somebody told me that we should try to get paddle and fin out there also so yeah maybe we could do an on location and you know yeah. do something out there <laughs> so you kind of uh dived into your um your history a little bit with uh music mm-hmm. and uh from looking through your facebook page and looking through rogue and things like that i noticed that you were a music engineer is that correct like a producing engineer now yeah, were you I, I assume you're a musician too right i am yeah yeah <laughs> I, I play um uh bass and guitar um it's funny as whenever i first started producing and engineering i played more guitar but then i realized i think more like a bass player um so i i kind of focused on that more um in my more recent years um but yeah, I, I play several instruments and play several by ear as well. Um, uh, I spent about a, um, uh, about 12 years in recording studios um, uh, as an engineer. Um, again, also producing as well. But about 80% of that time was was done uh, mixing songs. So um, for anybody who doesn't know, you, you go into a recording studio and you put 12 mics on a drum kit and you record you know the take of the drums then if it's a band, you may um, record bass then. And that may have one or two different um, tracks that you record of the bass. And then you may have 10 guitar tracks and 10 keys tracks and then 20 vocal tracks. Well, all of that is pretty raw if you just play it, hit play. Um, somebody has to take that and make it shine and shimmer and um, kind of glue together and make it sound like the, the recording that you hear on the radio or, you know, in your left and right headphones. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's what I did a lot of was, um, was, was mixing. Um, uh, Nashville has, has two predominant genres, country and Christian music. Um, 
there's also actually a heavy uh, singer-songwriter um, presence as well, sort of a artsy, hipstery kind of a, a scene. I did about 75%, 80% Christian music. Um, and then the other 25% was that sort of singer-songwriter type. Um, and that's that's where I lived most of my career. Um, after, after the recording uh, engineer, after being an engineer, um, my dad's been in the sales side of, of the Christian music business, uh, specifically of the Christian music business for uh, going on 50 years. Um, mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a veteran in the industry and uh, he had his own distribution company. Um, and so I, I went to work for him part time um, for about three and a half years. And I managed um, a lot of his um, his digital sales um, through iTunes, Amazon Spotify, all that. Um, along uh, while while I was doing that, I also learned a lot about wholesaling product in general, um, which has come in handy now. Um, <laughs> discounts and you know just how how to even just communicate with a buyer of a of a store or a chain, you know. And um, and so I, I did that for several years and. And then um, the last thing I did was I moved into artist management. I managed a Christian artist for uh, it was a year and some change, I believe, is what I was there for. And that really honed my operation chops. I mean, and marketing. And I mean, you're when you're an artist manager, you're doing everything, right? Yeah. I mean, you're a small business owner, and your business is the artist, right? So mm -hmm. I got a lot of those chops um, whenever I was when I was managing the artist and. Um, and so it kind of felt like as, as I was talking with my, with my, with Jeremy, my business partner about launching this, it was kind of like, man, the, the culmination of everything, like even the production, the production skill set, like knowing what a good quality product is and good content is, um, because that's, that's where we were going to grow this thing on the onset. It was on social media. That's yeah. where there's that, where there's pages of kayak anglers that are that have 30,000 people in them is mm -hmm. on social media and so that's just having the eye for quality content um, the knowledge of quality content I feel like I gained that through music uh, production uh, yeah. I learned the wholesale sales side through music distribution and then I learned general operations and marketing from artist management um, so it's kind of a culmination of all things to launch my own business you know, all these skill sets, like, okay, I've got a lot of random skill sets now. What do I do? Start my own business. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's great. I, I love it. I love being in town. I love, you know, all, I, I have a ton of friends who are in the music business still, and um, I love celebrating their successes and um, just getting to, getting to be a part of it from the outside still um, yeah. uh, is, is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So what kind of uh music do you play? I know it's Christian. Do you have like is uh, it Christian rock like I actually don't listen to a, Christian, a lot of Christian music. <laughs> um I I I grew up on it because my dad was in that and and yeah. uh to be honest with you, I don't play a ton of music right now because that's all I did for so long. It's kind of yeah. kind of purging my brain of music, but when I do, just before uh, we were on here, I was working on a on a retail order um, and was playing. A, uh, there's a band called May, uh, if you've ever heard of them. Um, they're uh, uh, I think they're from Virginia, but they're they're 
not a band anymore. Um, they were circa 2006 when my wife and I were dating. Um, and, and that's just a very nostalgic band for me. Um, and yeah. so I, I was listening to that early. It's sort of just a alt rock kind of a thing. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I listen, I, I span from like straight up three piece jazz to, to metal, like not yeah. like metal, like hardcore, yeah. new, like new age. Yeah. Anything in, and anything in between. I, I, I do, I do appreciate all genres and what they offer. Um, even into to hip hop and R and B. I mean, you know, that's just, it's, it's, it's not a skill set I would ever have tried to sell myself like, Hey, come record your hip hop album with me. Yeah. <laughs> I just guy you've ever met. Hey, you know, like, no, I wouldn't be a good person to do that, but I appreciate yeah. uh, those skill sets for sure. Yeah. That's how I am. I grew up, you know, I'm 40 now. So I grew up and from, liking grunge to now listen to metalcore bands like prog bands like it yeah. brad brad and i are like the metalheads in paddle and finn it's hilarious nice. and uh, <laughs> it's funny because he him and i the first time we went fishing i popped in the cd and he looks at me weird and he, he's like how old are you and i'm like it's just, what does that got to do with anything man and he, he's like well you know like he's like i just uh, i didn't take you for listening to this and you know i'm like yeah man this is i've been listening to stuff for years you yeah. know but um it's uh it's awesome though that you that you grew that much out of from music you know and it kind of created yeah. this these stepping stones for you to take to start your own business because and but I think you have a unique perspective of being involved in so many aspects of the music industry that kind of that helped you like really like you said hone a lot of different tools to be able to be successful as a a business owner because you know a lot of people are either like really into the br production and that's all they do or they might be a manager and that's all they do but you've kind of covered all the bases through that and you know you can see you could see that all those traits could come together and really kind of make somebody successful. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. For, for years, especially whenever I was kind of wrapping up my time, I had hit a little burnout on the studio side of things and was trying to figure out what's next. Uh, there was a lot of panic for, for a little while of cool. I've got this skill set that is good for nothing now, you know, and yeah. like, what do I do next? Um, I, I, cool. I can mix a song really good what's that going to do for me, you know, for my, whatever, whatever, for an interview. Um, but hindsight is, is 2020, you know, like we, we get to look back on, on our past experiences and see how they've shaped and formed us. And, and you're right. It, it's it like each step of the way has taught me more and more of what I need to know to, to be successful in whatever you do, um, yeah. be it life or business. And, and I was able to, to take that, those, those lessons that I learned and um, bring them all together and apply them to one, one thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, man, we look forward to seeing what else you guys come up with. I know we were going to talk some new product stuff, but you said you had a prototype and we'll, we'll leave that on the back burner for now. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe if you have an interest coming back on the show, like say, Love if it. you want to release it or whatever, you know, you come out, let us know or whatever, you know, yep. just reach out. But I do appreciate you taking the time to come out and talk to us today, man. Thanks. Oh man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Well, we're going to wrap it up tonight, everybody. So, um, 
you know, I just want to give a big shout out to all of our listeners. And, um, you know, we want to say that we are really excited here at Paddle and Finn for the 2020 season. Um, I know a lot of our guys are, uh, got the, like we were talking about earlier, the shopping bugs, man, people are out there blowing some money. Like, yep. uh, so everybody's, uh, trying to upgrade their equipment. So hopefully we'll start getting some really cool stuff out to you, especially we're going to be working on a lot of the YouTube, the video side, the side of things, see if we can start coming up with some good, uh, fishing content this year. So, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up and everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.